oceanfront mansions, mega yachts, palm trees, beaches, sunny skies, and beautiful weather. It's no wonder Palm Beach is an ideal destination for business and leisure travelers alike. If you love shopping and nightlife, vibrant indigenous foods and historical landmarks, all in a beach paradise, this location is a must on your travel list. Today, we are interviewing the luxurious Palm Beach Breakers Hotel. Founded in 1896, this oceanfront resort has hosted U.S. presidents, British royalty, European nobility, and some of America's most elite. We'll also speak with local professional golfer Michelle McGann, who has spent 31 years on the LPGA Tour. Join us in paradise on this episode of Destination Everywhere, Palm Beach. Welcome to Destination Everywhere with hospitality and travel entrepreneurs Todd Bloodworth and Andy McNeil. Having traveled to over 100 countries, Todd and Andy bring you unique perspectives with celebrities in the know, hospitality experts, and native connoisseurs to discover must-dos and inspirational destinations to plan your next trip for business or pleasure. So pack your bags and get ready as we bring you Destination Everywhere with Todd and Andy. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Destination Everywhere, Palm Beach. I'm Andy McNeil, along with my partner in crime, Todd Blowworth. And Todd, we're going back to my hometown. I'm so excited. I can't wait to share it with everybody. We are. Palm Beach is a wonderful place. It was actually the first place when I moved to Florida that I lived for a short time. Oh, that's right. That's right. So we've got lots of... Lots of great ideas for everybody. We are going to be speaking to Michelle McGann, who is a local, but also a world-renowned golfer. She's on the LPGA and Legends Tour. So she's been golfing a while. At one time, she was actually the youngest player in the LPGA. Yeah. And then we're going to stop by the Breakers Hotel, the Crown Jewel Palm Beach, built by Henry Flagler back in the day. And it's still one of the most popular hotels in America. Yeah. And the Palm Beach community is definitely an iconic landmark. And we're going to learn a little bit more about that and some of the amenities they offer for our guests. So um, I'm excited to talk to uh, Jim, who's the vice president of sales. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that Palm Beach was actually known as America's first tourist destination. It's because the railroads were built to come down to Florida from the Northeast. And when that happened, you know, Palm Beach became an, an epicenter of culture and society. You know, just think about it. If you look at some of the images back when Palm Beach and Breakers were founded, just their bathing suits and the clothes they wore. And if you live down here, you know the humidity and the heat. Uh, You know, I'm glad times have changed, but it was just so elegant and there was a romance to it. It was absolutely wonderful. But we're really excited to kind of dive into the history of one, the hotel, but share with you a lot of Palm Beach. And since we know it so well, this is going to be quite a fun podcast. Yeah. So we'll be right back with our first guest, Michelle McGann. Stay tuned. Welcome back to this episode of Destination Everywhere, Palm Beach. And I'm really excited to have our next guest. She is an LGPA player. And right now she's on the Legends Tour. She's, she's been in the tour for over 30 years. She's won eight professional titles since joining the LPGA Tour and two Solheim Cups. And she is a local Palm Beacher, born and raised, a local girl. So she's going to give us some great insights. So welcome, Michelle McGann. Nice to see you guys. It's a beautiful day once again here in South Florida. You being a local girl, we need a perspective from you on the Palm Beach area itself. Now, when you're out and about, if anybody can see what we're seeing, or if they go to our website and look at it, you're wearing Lily. And, and Palm Beach is all about, we talked about this earlier also, 
bright colors. It's uh, pinks and light blues and it's fashion. Where do you shop? Where do you eat? What is your Palm Beach day like? What are your Palm Beach secrets? We'd love to know them. So, well, I love the girls at Sea Rico. I went to school with Colleen and Kathy and Casey are the other sisters. And you can go in there and spend hours. Everything from Lily to the next newest designer, but it's bright, it's colorful. It's totally Palm Beach. Growing up here, you know, I always had to have my, even when we had non-uniform days, I had to have my polo socks the polo guy matched the shirt or whatever the case. <laughs> yep, I mean, that's how it you was. either like to match and you like to be in the cool person, like, you know, I got it all going on or you don't. Michelle, you, yeah, were you collar up or collar down girl? Of course I was popping of the collar course, up. Yeah. I mean, I still pop the collar up every once in a while. And you know what the cool part is? Sometimes when you pop, not necessarily on this shirt, but when you pop the collar up on some of my shirts, I represent Joe Fit, which is an amazing women's golf line. And they will actually put the other color of what you should wear it with on the other side. So if you've got a red, white, and blue going on, you might have a white shirt with a blue inside, but red on the outside. It's amazing. It's amazing. It just polishes it off. Is the church mouse still around? Do you know what the church mouse is? I think the church mouse is still around. Yes. And it's a consignment shop, correct? It's a very high-end consignment shop. Very high-end consignment shop. There's a great local secret. I have to know what your favorite spots are to grab a a bite. I want to know a nice dining experience versus also just a great place, a sandwich shop or something where you can just grab something quick. So we love the Reef Grill, Captain Charlie's, which is a local little dive. We love going to the River House. Great food there. We've been there. That's great. Barcello is also a great spot close by up here. And Palm Beach, being born and raised in the area. You've got the world is your oyster when it comes to golf, especially if you're good at it. You've got some of the most beautiful courses in the world down here. So how how did you get into golf? So I started playing. My dad was a great athlete. He played at Notre Dame, played basketball, and he kind of taught himself how to play golf through watching some other people that he worked with. And just one day he said, you know, come on out. I was an only child for nine years. So I went out and hit some balls and right away I was good at it and it was fun. And here we are. And I was going to say, my question was, you said you were an only child for nine years. And my next question was going to be, were you an only child? Because, you know, for a father daughter to hit the golf course, it's a really special thing and it's neat to see. And it's just a great story of me having a daughter myself. I think that's really cool. Being the first child and being a girl dad wasn't big then, but Certainly, dad and I are very close. We still play together. He plays three times a week. And he was a scratch golfer. So the first time that I beat him, it was like, oh, wow. Big deal, huh? Hey, (laughs) this is a big deal. Now, Michelle, you started the LPGA when you were 18. Is that right? 18, yes. 18, and you were the youngest by eight years, I read. And that's amazing. What was it like being the youngest at that time in the LPGA? Well, it was hard. I couldn't rent a car. I think it was 25. I definitely couldn't stay by myself. The thing that made me turn pro at a young age, because I was player of the year, so I could have gone to any college of my choice on a full scholarship, but I was on an experimental medicine for my diabetes. And I had just come off that medicine. So health-wise, it was kind of one of those things that we were Should I go now while I feel good? Am I going to be able to handle school, going back on insulin, keeping up my grades? 
I was an honor roll student and honor society, but you know, now going to college, trying to play golf, traveling even more. So I just, I made the decision. My parents were behind me to turn pro. Fortunately, I made it on my first try. You know, there was hundreds of ladies trying to make it and I was the youngest. So going on tour, just turning 19, the way that you proved yourself was let your clubs do the talking for you. You pick and choose what tournaments you like the best, whether it was the state you played in, you liked the golf course, you had family there, you had friends. You know, there was all different reasons why you would go play a tournament if it fell in place where you're getting ready for a major. So, you know, it definitely was a learning process. And now that I've had some time off, now we have the Legends Tour. So I'm trying to get ready for July, which is the U.S. Senior Women's Open. So now when you're playing on the Legends Tour, you know, these are obviously namesakes, the Legends. Is the competitive edge between all of you? Are you having more fun now on the Legends Tour than you did? Or are they, or is everyone just as competitive as, as they ever were? It's true. Everyone is just as competitive. <laughs> but probably with a little wink and probably with a little wink and a smile though, right? <laughs> well, yeah. And you know what? It really, truly, when we get together and you get to see everybody, I mean, this is the core group from the 80, late 80s to early 2000. I mean, every one of us was at our prime. We were playing great. Joanne Carner still comes out, you know, Nancy Lopez, Beth Daniel, Pat Bradley, Patty Sheehan. I mean, all the legends of golf. And now we've got a lot of newer ones. You know, Annika just turned 50. So I think she's going to play the senior open. So it's just kind of like the next generation coming out. Now we're still on the younger side of the 45 and older girls, but it's great because now you have a different type of friendship. Now, I, I know that um, it probably opened up a lot of doors for you, right? Do you have any stories about famous people you've played with or experiences that you've had? Well, like I was saying before, I mean, golf just opens doors to all kinds of different avenues of life. I've had chances to play with CEOs of big companies, presidents, traveled all over the world. I've had a chance to play with Jerry Ford, George W. Bush, George H. watched me at a U.S. Open. I had a chance to meet President Clinton when we were Solheim Cup. We had a chance to go to the White House. It's amazing. I played with Sylvester Stallone, Michael Jordan. Wow, that's so impressive. Some of those people that you've just listed, did you score better than all of them? Yeah, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's the cool thing about golf is that all these great professional athletes, I had a chance to play with Alex Rodriguez, And same thing, you know, these guys are all the top of their games and all they want to do is play golf. And so they said, we'd do anything to play like you. And I said, well, I'd do anything to be (laughs) the athlete you are. I mean, so it's a pretty cool sport that just I was lucky enough to be exposed to and fortunately had some God-given talent and the desire and the will to play and want to compete and be better And living with diabetes, I hope that I'm a great example for so many people out there, whether they're kids, adults, just that anything's possible. You can do it no matter what disease you have. You just have to have the right mindset, the right education, and you've got to take control of it and not let it take control of you. And you've started the Michelle McGann Fund which is for education, diabetes education, correct? Can you tell us a little bit about the fund and and where they can check it out? My husband and I, we don't have kids. So we have a nephew and lots of nieces. So we love them to death. And 
we felt like that this was part of a way that we could give back to those, since I was so fortunate to have my mom 24 hours a day. We started the Michelle McGann Fund to help kids go to camp, go to diabetes camp, be with peers that live with this every day so they can learn, they don't feel different. And also we have a nurse educator that we help support at Nicholas Children's. And let's bring golf back into it because you do the Michelle McGann Golf Classic and that goes to benefit the fund, correct? Yes, yes. So is that hosted at the same course every year? So we host it at Lost Tree and it's wonderful community that we live in. We're just trying to make a difference. And when you hear that these kids say that this was the most fun I had, this was the best time that I had at, at camp, you just think, well, we're doing the right thing. Oh, that's awesome. That's a noble cause. That's that's wonderful of you to do that for the community. So Lost Tree is a, a beautiful course. What are some of your other favorite courses in Palm Beach? Well, growing up here, not too far, just down the road on Singer Island, I always loved playing Seminole. It just was always a treat. It still is a treat. I have a lot of friends that are members there. I just played in the pro member a couple days ago. And, you know, there's something about just the history behind it with Mr. Hogan being there and then driving in and just knowing that it's a true golf club and it's been around for so long. We have so many great places, though. Oh, my gosh, it'd be impossible to name them all. What, what's the most challenging? The most challenging? Well, Seminole's pretty challenging. The Bears Club is very challenging. I love MacArthur. I love coming actually over to the Breakers and playing the Ocean Course. Yes, we love that. You know, you look at the yardage and you think, oh, this is nothing, but it's tight. I love coming, going over to the Palm Beach Part 3. I used to go over there all the time before I would go, practice, go play in Hawaii because the greens were so similar. So I would practice there. Old Palm is a club that I represent. Banyan K is another club that I represent that's new to the area. And, you know, they all just offer so many different things. One, you know, might have a better practice facility. Jupiter Hills is another one of my favorites when I have to go play French Lick. I call on some of my pals up there to go play because it's, it's hilly. And French Lick is basically on the side of a mountain. So there's not many places around here to practice your side hill lie shots, but I, you know, you could go on and on. So we ask all of our world travelers some rapid fire questions to help our listeners with tips from the pros. So do you mind if we ask you a few questions to wrap up? Let's go. If you could live anywhere in the world for a year, where would it be? I think I'd go to Ireland. It was amazing, beautiful, just as green as you see the pictures in, in magazines and books, no doubt. And are you, uh, McGann, is that a, an Irish or Scottish descent? I think we have a little both. A little bit of both, just like me, yep. All right, next one. When packing for a trip, what is something you pack that might surprise our listeners? I have to have my pillow. Ah, what kind of pillow? Soft. Soft, as soft as possible. Feather, yeah, just keep it soft so I can just... You actually pack a pillow? How do you get that into a suitcase? Well, it comes on my in my carry-on bag. Oh, uh, it comes with you. Gotcha. Good one. With several pillowcases, so you can switch it out, you know. <laughs> and the last question, and I know this is going to be a hard one because you were born and raised there, but what is your most memorable experience in Palm Beach? Well, fortunate enough to be born here, basically. I went to Rosarian, amazing school, won a lot of tournaments here, still live here because I think it's the greatest place in the world to live. And I think that a lot of other people are figuring out it's pretty nice down here. So just grateful to live in such a great area, great community, 
and blessed to have so many wonderful friends and family down here. Well, on social media, where can people follow you and learn more about the foundation? What are some of your Twitter, Instagram, Facebook? So on Instagram, I'm the Michelle McGann because somebody had my name. On Facebook, I'm Michelle McGann. And then I have a Michelle McGann fan page. And if you're interested in helping us with the Michelle McGann Fund, you would just go on www.michellemcgannfund.com. Well, Michelle, thank you so much. We wish you the best of luck and can't wait to see what you do next. Yeah, thanks. Look forward to seeing you guys soon. Welcome back to Destination Everywhere, Palm Beach. Right now, we're going to start our top 10 bucket list items. In Palm Beach, this one, it's tough to keep it to 10, but we're going to try. And so I'm going to start off, Andy, and I'm going to start off with, it's the Rodeo Drive or the Park Avenue of the Southeast. And and we're talking, of course, about um, shopping on Worth Avenue. And Worth Avenue, it's a very upscale shopping and dining district in Palm Beach, and it stretches four blocks from Lake Worth to the Atlantic Ocean. So it's absolutely pristine and gorgeous. And it really is a destination itself. So if you have a day or a long afternoon, you just want to like park the car or get in an Uber and just walk it, go into the boutiques, go into the shops. The restaurants are outstanding. They all have outdoor dining. So it's pretty incredible. Outdoor dining. And you never know who who you're going to see because, you know, it really is lifestyles of the rich and famous when you get to Worth Avenue. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is one I've never done and I didn't even know it was an opportunity and we are definitely going to do this. You can charter JFK's presidential yacht. It's called the Honey Fitz. It's a 93 foot wooden yacht that is in West Palm Beach all year long. And you can actually rent it, take your friends, take your family and get a little bit of history. What an incredible experience that would be. You know, and there's, there's another presidential tie in Peanut Island. And while we're talking about that, what's the significance of Peanut Island, Andy? So obviously the Kennedys had a compound in Palm Beach, and so they had a nuclear fallout shelter and a mini oval office for President Kennedy that was built on Peanut Island. For years, it was in disrepair. I actually, we grew up going there as kids, and you could just kind of walk this area. Definitely a lot of Kennedy history when you talk about Palm Beach. Love that. And then, of course, everybody who loves music festivals, have, you have to check out Sunfest. And Sunfest, it's a five-day waterfront music and arts festival. And it usually takes place that last weekend of April, first weekend of May, and it kind of stretches through that time period. And it's always got heavy-hitting headliners, amazing music. Yeah, I saw Jimmy Buffett there, the Foo Fighters, Nora Jones. I've seen a lot of people there. Yeah, I think Ziggy Marley has played there. You know, if you like reggae, just all different genres. But it's such a great show. And then they also have, you know, an arts and crafts show. And then they have a Sunfest 5K run. Something that a lot of people don't know about is in West Palm, there is a huge polo community and there's immense number of fields in each season, which is January through April. There's a huge polo season that happens and you can actually have a Sunday brunch and watch a polo match. I've done this. It's a lot of fun. You can either bring your own brunch and set up your own set up your own tent, or you can go to one of the private tents that they're all around the polo fields and you can watch top level world-class polo and have a great Sunday brunch. Yeah. And I think that one, you might need to do just a little research and find out what tournament it is, who's playing. Yeah. There's different themes. You get a chance to dress up. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. You dress up and you go tent hopping. And then, of course, you do the stomp the divots. When they take a break, everybody goes out onto the field and, and turns the divots back over. It's an experience, and it's something everybody should, should do once or twice. Our next one, I'm going to go back to the festivals. We do have 
South Florida has a season for fairs and festivals. And of course, that's when it's busiest down here. And that's kind of January through April. But this one is actually in December and it's the Palm Beach Food and Wine Festival. And it's, again, an amazing festival featuring James Beard, award-winning chefs. They serve everything from gourmet foods to five-course dinners and wine pairings. And Daniel Balud, and if you're a foodie, he is the proprietor of the restaurant at the Brazilian Court on Palm Beach. And he also has several restaurants in New York, as well as internationally. So that's something for all the foodies, definitely a win-win event. Absolutely. So if you're thinking about Palm Beach, you got to think about golf. You know, we just spoke to Michelle and the Honda Classic happens every year and you can actually rent a suite on the 18th hole of the Honda Classic. This is held at the PGA National Resort, just a gorgeous property. And it has a championship golf course where they have the Honda Classic. And the 18th Sky Suite overlooks one of the most exciting par five finishes on the PGA Tour. So it's great for groups if you're doing a group or a networking event. And you can get a full bar and hospitality and just have a once in a lifetime experience. So definitely put that on your bucket list. Right. And watching golf, it really is fun when you're there. And, you know, there are some people that that may not be golfers, but it's just as fun when you're not a golfer. It's a social outing. And then you do, you do get excited when there, you know, there's a good drive or if there's a great putt because you're so close to the action. It's a lot of fun. Well, it seems so quiet on, on TV, but when you're there in a huge crowd, it's actually like a tennis match. It's actually quite loud. It gets quiet, then loud, quiet, then loud. It's incredible. Well, our next one is in October. And this is something, if you're looking for a deal, and they celebrate in Palm Beach Spa and Wellness Month, it's all October long. And they dedicate this month to rejuvenating the mind, body, the soul. And they do offer discounted spa rates, yoga classes, wellness activities throughout various hotels and establishments. So if you want to take a week and get a deal on massages and different treatments, October is your time in Palm Beach County. So come on down and check that out because it it definitely is a good time to save some money and and take care of yourself. Uh, That sounds incredible. They have so many great spas uh, with all the resorts and hotels there. You you can't can't go wrong. The next one, a lot of people don't know that Palm Beach has a world-class Opera House, the Palm Beach Opera. Our friend, actually, Daniel Biaggi, was the general director there for over 10 years. He did a great job building up the, up the opera and bringing in world-class talent to do that. And it's uh, part of the Kravitz Center. So if you're in town during the season, make sure that you attend one of the great operas that they put on. Absolutely. And then if you're a sports fan, Florida is really known, you know, it's all the spring training happenings in Major League Baseball. So Palm Beach is actually home to four Major League Baseball teams for spring training. The Nationals, the Cardinals, the Astros, and the Marlins, our local team here. So you can attend a spring training game. It's absolutely a great day activity with your family. Weather tends to be nice because it is our spring. Players are relaxed and excited. There's a lot of participation with the crowds. So it's a time to really kind of go watch the players do what they do in a fun atmosphere that tends to be a little less competitive than actually going to the game. So it's a great time to interact and get autographs as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And finally, a place where I actually held my senior prom is the host an event or go to the museum at the Henry Flagler's Winter Home Whitehall. It's known as the Flagler Museum in town. It is a absolutely stunning building that really showcases the grandeur of the 20s. And it's where Henry Flagler and his family stayed while they were vacationing down in South Florida during the winter season way back in the 20s. The venue has a grand hall. It has a lake room, a terrace, 
The Palm Beach bike path goes right by it, so you can enjoy it from the outside, but it's a great place for weddings, events. It's got a lot of history, so it's definitely something that you want to see if you go to Palm Beach. It'll really give you a feel of old Palm Beach, so that's the Flagler Museum. And that wraps up our top 10 bucket list items in Palm Beach. We will be right back with our next guest, uh, Senior Vice President of Sales at the Breakers, Jim Mostad. At AMI, we're passionate about meeting connections that change lives. For over 20 years, we have traveled our clients all over the globe, supporting their business goals and helping them stand apart. From hotel sourcing to audiovisual magic, we'll make your corporate meeting or event second to none. Go to AmericanMeetings.com to learn more. American Meetings, AMI, meeting planning perfected. Welcome, everyone, back to Destination Everywhere. Palm Beach. And we're so excited to actually be speaking to the crown jewel of Palm Beach. I'm celebrating its 125th anniversary. And we have the Senior Vice President of Sales at the Breakers. And welcome, Jim Mostad. Good morning, Andy. Todd, nice to see both of you. You as well, Jim. Thank you so much for joining us. We were doing our due diligence and going into your background a little bit, and I don't want to age you, but 36 years at the Breakers. impressive. That's correct, Todd. Well, to date myself properly, Todd, I started when I was 12. Okay. Right. Okay. Just, yeah. Good answer. Just, uh, good answer. Put it in perspective. No, it's been a it's been an incredible run in a blink of an eye. Thirty six years have gone by, and you know, candidly, uh, every day I come to work and it's something new. I can learn something new. It's been just a tremendous place. Never watching the clock. It just the days seem to go by quickly, and uh, terrific place to to call home. So, Jim, obviously, you're at the crown jewel of Palm Beach. You know, the Breakers Hotel is so iconic and so photographed. I think everybody knows the breakers and you being on the conference services or on the sales side, but having that conference service background, what are some of your biggest memories or most incredible events that you guys have done that that you can remember that even blew you away? Because you've seen everything there. Without question, back in 1986, I'm going back a ways doing an event for Dr. Armin Hammer, which included Lady Diane and Prince Charles at the, it was the uh, World College Ball that took place here. I was front and center, you know, running that particular event. And the who's who, it was not a Palm Beach charity ball. This was literally a global event with the likes of, of that you can't imagine here. So pretty phenomenal experience to look uh, Lady Diana in the eye. And I was a young man then, and I was simply stunned and frozen and probably embarrassed myself just standing there as he walked by. But that stands out as one of my greatest memories. That's great. Now, the property was founded in 1896 by uh, Henry Flagler. And if you're from Palm Beach, you know the name, the Flagler Museum, the railroad that he created that that connected the state of Florida with the rest of the country. Tell us a little bit about that connection and, and what was the impetus for, for starting the Breakers? Well, certainly, Dave Flagler, we're very fortunate to be really one of the last of the iconic resorts still in the hands of its original owners. Our current ownership are direct descendants of Henry Flagler, in fact. So they were very fortunate to have that long-standing tradition and connection Flagler, he co-founded Standard Oil with the Rockefeller family, which was his initial start, which then developed the railroad systems. And all down the eastern seaboard, he developed resorts, including St. Augustine and then obviously here in Palm Beach. So our 125th anniversary two months ago was pretty interesting. I can't say I've been here for all of it, but 37 years of it is a good (laughs) chunk, but it's probably a good record that will stand for a while. But Flagler really had a vision. He saw Palm Beach as just an iconic resort destination, and it truly is 
without question, the founding resort destination within Florida. So we're very fortunate to be the beneficiaries of his vision. And we recognize that daily. It's not us, but it's quite a vision to literally develop this area. And it's withstood the test of time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a huge property. Was it that huge in 1896? I think it may have been even larger. The original property was across the street connected with the Flagler Museum. That was Henry Flagler's home. So there was originally a very large building there that had even more rooms than here. Then the Breakers, the ocean was developed. And, you know, the, the name came from guests calling up and saying, we'd rather stay down by the Breakers. So so that's a little bit of the story behind that. And so we learned something new about the Flagler Club that you guys have recently developed. We'd love to hear more about that. Well, the Flagler Club is actually, if you look at the photo behind me, the, the top two floors of the building the sixth and seventh floor is our Flagler Club. A number of years ago, we redeveloped what was about 40 guest rooms into 26 guest rooms and opened up a basically private, if you want to call it a concierge floor, that is probably appropriate. But concierge floor on steroids, it comes with tremendous amenities and services, you know, a number of meal periods throughout the day. And it really is a become a home away from home for literally hundreds of discerning guests that come in and uh, they're like family coming back. We have a lot of guests that come in and literally will stay for half the season or more up there. Now let's talk about some of the amenities. You're obviously a five-star property, so you have certain requirements to get those stars and congratulations on those. Tell us a little bit about the hotel guest experience, whether it's the restaurant or the spa, what makes the breaker so special? You know, when you think of the amenities and services that are here, one of the things that I'll share is that we're truly one of the places that is truly all-encompassing. You don't need to rent a car when, when you come to the breakers, when you come to Palm Beach. We literally on site have a, a dozen or so tremendous restaurant experiences, our recreational activities. There are very few places in the world that literally will be directly on the ocean, but have golf directly on site as well. The commitment of having, you know, 140 acres for golf directly on property, our oceanfront golf course is pretty unique. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, we also have a second golf course out west of town, Breakers West. We have a tremendous tennis complex on site, a full service spa, other recreational activities. I'll I'll mention really one of the signature experiences here on property is I, I would call it our bungalows. And not to talk down about our any of our competitors, but in, at some destinations, when you rent a bungalow, it's a pop-up tent. Here, it's a truly a tremendous facility, which includes outdoor, tremendous shower, restroom facilities, obviously a sitting area that's air-conditioned outdoors, television, concierge services throughout the day. So, so really, you can fill a, a week's worth of dining and recreational activities right here on property without, without having to go anywhere. What are some of your favorite events that you guys put on on an annual basis? I know I've been, to, I've been to several charity events there. I've been to a car show there. There's so many things that happen at the Breakers. Absolutely. Well, we're very, very blessed to have a significant number of loyal clients that come either annually or biannually. That's both on the social front, meaning the, the charity events and things, the annual concourse, the elegance with the Cabalino show. That might be what you're referencing as the car show here. That's a spectacular event that takes place every on an annual basis. And so we're very blessed to have hundreds of loyal clients that come year in and year out. But I would say the Ferrari show is ranks right up there near the top, you know, along with some of the other just remarkable charity events that come on an annual, annualized basis. So I would I think we could lay claim that uh, more money has been raised for philanthropic purposes within our ballrooms than just about any place in the country. 
Now, you were talking about some of the restaurants. Do you have kind of a go-to restaurant that you go to when you're on site? And I know you're probably there all the time and you try a variety of different things, but where do you eat when you're at the hotel and you're like, I'm going to go get a bite? What's your favorite restaurant? Without question, the seafood bar. It's a very innovative name, the seafood bar. When you walk in the front door, it has a, the bar and literally has aquarium tops with fish swimming through it. So it's one of our signature restaurants, that experience. And it's simply exquisite. It, it really is. The finest of fresh seafoods and obviously some other sorted items, but it directly overlooks the Atlantic. And there's just a... Uh, sounds beautiful. Adam Tahani, which is, we should give Adam Adam credit. Adam is a very famous you know, architect and designer of restaurants, um, predominantly out in Vegas and some other places around the globe. He helped us redesign the seafood bar amongst some of our other restaurants. And literally, it's like walking into a high-end yacht with the setting and the tone, the teak wood floors and all of that. So it's uh, that would be, be my go-to, you know, seven days a week. What are your top three favorite things that you would recommend that someone coming to visit the hotel must do when they come to South Florida and the Palm Beach area? Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, you have to get outside. It's a beautiful property. You can come inside the Italian restaurants, scents and all that. But I would venture to say the first thing I would do is I would go over and grab a bicycle and take the Palm Beach bike trail along the intercoastal waterway. It's suspected. If you've not done it yourself, Todd and Andy, that's one when you come back. You know what? I have, and it's been a while, but it was an absolutely amazing trip. It's something else. It really is. Great recommendation. Absolutely. So the bike trail is spectacular. I referenced earlier a signature experience here is take a bungalow for a day. It's just a be be pampered and sit in front of either our one of our five pools that you can be situated in. That's certainly one. It's Worth Avenue in the Flagley Museum. Just a couple of those signature experiences here on the island. Uh, there's nothing like getting a parking spot down on Worth and walking one into the other to see see really just some very eccentric and unique shops and all that. And so you can't spend all day every day in the sun if you're here for a while. So a little break with the museum in Worth Avenue is would be some of my recommendations. All great recommendations. It sounds like a beautiful, a beautiful, as a beautiful full trip right there. Well, Jim, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you taking the time to share about the Breakers, this really special property in Palm Beach with our guests. Welcome back, everyone. And that wraps up our show on my hometown, Palm Beach. Listen, there's so much to do there. It's such a wonderful place. And there's so many activities, both in Palm Beach and West Palm and greater Palm Beach County. I know Michelle told us about all these great golf courses we can go to. We spent time at the Breakers Hotel. Todd, what really stood out to you? Well, I think one of my favorite things to do, and it's something that I've done, and it's just a great experience, is going to a polo match, you know, just dressing up and being out there and beautiful weather, it's champagne, it's people watching, and you go tent hopping and people are really quite generous and, you know, let you in. It's just a wonderful social event and it's something that you don't get to do everywhere. So I definitely think everyone should check out a polo match at some point. And with that, we will wrap this episode of Destination Everywhere Palm Beach. Thank you so much for joining us. We'd also like to thank a couple of people on our team. We'd like to thank Chris Jordan, our copywriter. We'd like to thank Annie Fernandez, our creative director. And of course, the amazing Lauren Campbell, our podcast producer. So please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on your preferred podcast app or by going to www.destination-everywhere.com. So until next time on Destination Everywhere, safe travels. You've just tuned in to another episode of Destination Everywhere with travel and hospitality entrepreneurs, Todd Bloodworth and Andy McNeil. 
To access the show notes and other helpful resources, visit destination-everywhere.com. Join us again next week for another bucket list filled show as we feature another travel worthy destination. Until next time, travel well and be safe out there.